This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. You are listening to episode 242. I'm your host, Josh Bomback, and today's game will be pitting the benchwarmer team of Marcus Ellis and Matt Takemoto versus benchwarmer Eric Eid and assistant coach for our Patreon team, Scott Highland. Welcome back to the bench, Scott. I want you to take a minute to remind us about yourself. Hey, thanks. Uh, happy to be back. It's been a little while. Just uh, waiting for our short winter here in Dallas to uh, finish up. It's been in the 30s, which is not what I thought Texas was when I moved here. So, you know, looking forward to the spring and soccer season starting back up. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, Eric, how are you doing? And let us know what your and Scott's team name is going to be. I'm doing well. I'm prepping for um, the first egg roll fest since COVID. So I'm, I'm excited um, for every Super Bowl prior to COVID and prior to this podcast, actually. I would just do an egg roll fest during the game. So I'd have like eight to 10 different types of egg rolls. So I'm doing that again this year for the first time. So that's always fun. And I have people over because COVID, I guess, isn't is kind of done. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, who knows? Anyway, uh, with that said, I was doing fine until this football game started the second half. But I'm not going to mention it, what game <laughs> it is. So anyway. <sighs> uh, but I'm team with Scott today. He's a Dallas uh, soccer fan. Uh, I am also a fan of Dallas. Um, so our team name today is, uh, we love Dallas football, 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 one of, one of them. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, Marcus and Matt, let us know how you guys are doing and what your team name is going to be. I'm hungover. I did dry January, cut it off a couple of days early. Uh, so I'm drinking right now just to try and get to some level of medium here. And I'm super stoked to be here. Well, we're super stoked to have you. And I'm fine. I, as of about an hour prior to this recording, was ready to emotionally detach from the NFC Championship game. And then shortly before recording, the 49ers decided they would actually start playing football. So I'm going to try my best not to be distracted by the rest of this game. But that leads us to our team name, uh, so, you know, at time of recording, Cody Rhodes has just won his second consecutive Royal Rumble. The Chiefs have won the AFC and the Niners are trying to win the NFC again. And so we're combining all three of those things together. And our team name tonight is going to be the American Nightmare, a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So we have... We love Dallas foot football. We love Dallas ball. We love Dallas balls. All right. Uh, so we have, we love Dallas balls versus uh, the American nightmare, a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. So uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition by the end of uh, the recording or not. And with that, let's kick it over to our emeritus bench warmer, Dan Lundberg for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. 
The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thanks, Dan. Today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Well, let's, uh, let's get going here with question one in Sporting Haikus. QB for UT was drafted in 95. HOF this year. We can check in. Okay. The American Nightmare is checked in. So we love Dallas balls. You guys can uh, talk it out. Oh, it's, uh, it's Todd Helton. Is it? Ba- Baseball Hall of Fame drafted in 95. He backed up Manning at UT. Oh, I was like, I don't think Steve McNair played for her. Anyway, um, yeah, go ahead. All right, we'll check in with, with Todd Helton. Okay, and American Nightmare, what'd you guys have? Uh, yeah, it, this is all you've seen all week once he got announced is pictures of Todd Helton and Tennessee Garb backing up Peyton Manning. So we also checked in with Todd Helton. All right, well, both teams will be getting their points. Correct answer is Todd Helton. Uh, Todd backed up Heath Schuler in 94 and was replaced by true freshman Peyton Manning after suffering a knee injury in 95. He'll be inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame after receiving 79.7% of the votes in his sixth year on the ballot. Note, no quarterbacks from the 95 NFL draft are in the Hall of Fame, but Steve McNair was one of the 173 modern era nominees for 2024. So... There's maybe hope at some point, question mark? I don't know. All right, let's move on to question two. U.S. men's tennis. Two Aussie, two French titles, 91 to three. And for those of you listening at home, 91 does have the apostrophe in front of it. We will check in. All right, American Nightmare and Niners Chiefs Super Bowl has checked in. We love Dallas football and football. You guys can talk it out. So I'm just leaning towards like the, I, I, it might be too late for McEnroe. So I'm thinking Courier or Agassi, but I feel like Agassi spans further. I think so too. So if we're going, this is when the only ones this test that this person has won, then I think it's Courier. Okay. Go with it. All right. We'll check in with Courier. Okay. And American Nightmare, what did you guys have? Yeah. My first thought on this one's the four, ma- I'm assuming again, those four majors in the question are the only ones that this person's won. So it's like not enough for Sampras or Agassi, but too many for like Michael Chang, who is born on February 22nd, like I am. So I have a certain affinity for Michael Chang for some reason, but yeah, the, the one guy that kind of 
felt like he was in the middle of that was Jim Courier. So that's what we checked in with. All right. Both teams will be getting their points. It is correct that you guys interpreted it correctly, that those are the only four major championships or, you know, Grand Slam titles that he has. Um, and he won them all from 1991 to 1993. And Jim was ranked number one in the ATP four times from February 92 to August 93. All right, moving on to question three. One heptathlon gold, 88 and 92. One long jump gold, two. And for those of you listening at home, the one long jump two is spelled O-N-E, not W-O-N. We'll check in. All right. American Nightmares checked in. Dallas footballs. You guys can talk it up. So I think I've been doing this long enough to where I'm now aware of not all questions are men. So this <laughs> makes me this, this, this makes me think of Jackie Joyner Kersey, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh but that's yeah. So if you're good with it, I say we go with it. Yeah. Let's go. We'll go with Jackie Joyner Kersey. Okay. And uh, American Nightmare, what did you guys have for an answer? Yeah, the heptathlon is only a women's event at the Olympics. I believe they do a men's heptathlon for like indoor track, but it's only an Olympics event for women. And there's really only one heptathlete that comes to mind from that era, and that's Jackie Joyner Kersey. So we checked in with her as well. Okay. And both teams, once again, getting points uh the correct answer is jackie joiner kersey uh jackie also won one silver and two bronze olympic medals her brother is olympic champion chip triple jumper al joiner who was married to olympic track champion florence griffith joiner shout out to Jaden ross kelly uh he played for us a few years ago he had his uh he won the he- uh, men's indoor heptathlon at the Bob Pollock Invitational at Clemson this weekend. Awesome. Nice. Very cool. All right. Let's move on to question four. An F1 driver's champ. Daytona and Indy wins. Drove in three decades. That's the only name that checks all those boxes. Does it? Because that's the, the I was just going to name a name, and that was the one in my head. Okay, well then that's, uh, let's, let's check in with that. All right. All right. We love Dallas footballs has checked in. So American Nightmare, Niners Chiefs Super Bowl, you guys can talk it out. So I don't think this is going to be anybody recent because I have a decent hold on F1 drivers championships. So that's kind of where I'm basing this off of. Okay. Um, so it's not going to be anybody recent like, you know, the Hamiltons or the Vettels or even Michael Schumacher. One guy that did jump out to me was Mario Andretti. I know he's got a he's got an F1 driver's championship, and I think that's checking most of the boxes. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in on that. Based on vibes, at least. So I think that's the best we got. Okay, I'm good with that. Cool. We will check in Mario Andretti. Okay, and Dallas footballs. What would you guys have for an answer? Uh, that was that was the other name I kicked around in my head. That's not the one we went with. Uh, we went with Al Unser. 
Okay, well, one team will be getting points. The correct answer is Mario Andretti. Uh, Mario won the Daytona 500 in 1967, the Indianapolis 500 in 1969, and the F1 Drivers' Championship in 1978. AJ Foyt is the only other driver to win both the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. So not a lot of crossover between Indy and NASCAR, at least for success-wise. So, uh, yeah, there we go. After the first quarter, we have the following scores. Uh, we have We Love Dallas Footballs at 75 in the American Nightmare, and Niners Chiefs Super Bowl is at 100. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's second quarter will be... The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one. Who was the last pitcher to win at least 25 games? He did so in 1990 and won the American League Cy Young that year. We're going to check in. All right. Uh, we love Dallas footballs is checked in American nightmare. You guys can talk it out. Okay. I'm almost positive. I have everything, but the last name, which is the part we need. He played for the A's and he was on. I'm going on this from knowing the 89 team better. Cause they beat the giants in the world series. He wasn't Dave Stewart. Wasn't Mike Moore. It was Bob something. Bob something. Bob, Bob Welch. That's his name. I'm okay. almost positive. I was going to start going through the alphabet for you, but yeah, I'm glad I, I could help. I'm almost positive. It's Bob Welch. Okay. Check it out. Okay. And we love Dallas footballs. What did you guys have for an answer? Based mainly on my memory of the Cy Young, uh, we went with Bob Welch. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is indeed Bob Welch. Uh, Bob Welch won 27 games that season, and you need to go back to 1980 for the next most recent 25-win season by Steve Stone. Since 1990, three pitchers have won 24 games in a season. John Smoltz in 96, Randy Johnson in 2002, and Justin Verlander in 2011. Okay, let's uh, move on to question two. What three-time Pro Bowl linebacker who is also a Super Bowl champion, played for five teams, including three of the four AFC East teams,
during his career that spanned from 1991 to 2002. All right, Josh, we will check in. Okay, we love Dallas footballs has checked in. American Nightmare, you guys can talk it out. I think this is Brian Cox. I know he played for Miami, the Jets, and I think he was on the Patriots at the end. I think that's where he gets Super Bowl champion. Gotcha. But I'm pretty certain that he that's the time frame for him. I have very little to add on this, so let's go with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll check in with Brian Cox. Okay, and we love Dallas footballs. What did you guys have for an answer? He is probably one of the most well-known hated players in Buffalo history, um, mainly because one time playing for the Dolphins walking out, he just proceeded to, to give everybody the middle finger walking out of the tunnel. Um, that's everyone in Buffalo. You bring up that name, and even kids, I want to say, know who he is. Um uh, but yeah, it's Brian Cox. All right, both teams will be getting their points. Correct answer is Brian Cox. Uh, Brian Cox's son, Brian Cox Jr., signed with the Buffalo Bills in 2020, uh, his father's most hated rival. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, when you play for three of the four teams in the division, uh, aside from early on, he obviously didn't care for Buffalo or their fans. So. Okay, so the theme-linked answers thus far are Bob Welch and Brian Cox. And if you were Eric Walling, you'd probably check in with a theme-linked guess of guys whose names start with B. But uh, don't don't do that, guys. Just don't 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 be Eric Walling. Okay, moving on to question three in the missing link: What current MLB free agent who won a World Series championship in 2018? It is 300th career home run and collected his thousandth career RBI during the 2023 season while playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll check in. Okay. American nightmare. A Niners chiefs super bowl has checked in. So we love Dallas footballs. You guys can talk it out. So what do you got? Ah, oh, geez. I'm pretty sure it's JD Martinez. I mean, I, those numbers seem high, but I, I have not followed his career other than knowing that he was on the Red Sox. But a couple of big years, which could have inflated it. Just 300 seems like a, just such a high home run total, but I guess not anymore. He's probably been around 10, 12 years, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Let's go with it. All right. Sounds good. All right. We're going to go with J.D. Martinez. Okay. And American Nightmare. Uh, what did you guys have for an answer? We came at it from a similar vein of going who was on the Red Sox in 2018 and is now on the Dodgers and would have had a career in that range in terms of production. And we checked in with JD Martinez. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is JD Martinez. Uh, JD Martinez hit four home runs in one game on September 4th, 2017. And he is the most recent player to accomplish this feat. So the theme linked answers thus far are Bob Welch, Brian Cox, and J.D. Martinez. Moving on to question four. What three-time Pro Bowl punter, who was a first-team All-Pro in 1996 while punting for Washington, played for six teams from 1995 to 2011? Check in. The American Nightmare is checked in, so we love Dallas footballs. You guys can talk it out. Can you name any punters from the 90s? 
I can name a couple of hunters from the nineties, but I don't, I can't put any of them in a artist formally known as the commander's uniform. Reggie Roby. No, he was in, he was in Miami then. Okay. Matt Turk. Yes. Uh, Matt Turk's the best one I've got so far because Tupo wasn't there. When I think Matt Turk, I think Washington. Okay. Well, or Miami. So, but Washington, sure. Okay. No, I think Reggie Roby was still in in Miami in in 96. Okay. I I don't want to sit here and talk about punters, but if you do, we can. I'm just saying. No, I'm I'm good. I exhausted exhausted the three that I know. Okay. Played in the the 90s. So, yes. So uh, let's go with it. All right. All right. Checking with Matt Turk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. And uh, American Nightmare, uh, what'd you guys have? Uh yeah, as soon as uh as soon as you read this, I said, "Ah, my favorite punter." And I, I truly mean that. He was always my favorite punter. I don't know why. But uh yeah, we checked in with Matt Turk. All right. Um both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Matt Turk. Uh Matt Turk's brother Dan was an NFL center for 15 seasons, and in his last season, Dan was the long snapper for one of Matt's punts to become the first brothers to do so all right the theme linked answers thus far are bob welch brian cox jd martinez and matt turk all right let's move on to the fifth question uh, in the missing link while playing for the purdue boilermakers brian cardinal received what nickname for the way he cleaned the floor diving for loose balls note brian has also been called a synonymous nickname but only one works for the theme I will give points for either, I guess. Insert eye roll here. <laughs> hey, it's fun for you guys because you know what the theme is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we can check in. <laughs> All right. American Nightmare is checked in. Uh, we love Dallas footballs. So you guys can talk it out. Is it like the janitor or the custodian? I don't know. It's one or the other. Um, it doesn't help that we don't know the theme still. Yeah. Uh, so is it like a TV show? Like who's? Oh, oh my god! So a TV show with a janitor? Yes, yes, and it's the same one with Turk in it that is escaping me. Well, you guys want to check in with an answer to the question. Yeah, the, let's the, yeah, theme, yeah. the theme can come yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, whatever. All right, Sounds we're good. check in with it's janitor, right? The janitor. Yeah. All right, we're checking in with the janitor. All right. And the American Nightmare. What'd you guys have for an answer? Before this question, we were in the chat trying to pre-guess what question five might be about, and I typed to Marcus, "Was there an athlete nicknamed the janitor?" And Marcus said, "If if there isn't, there should be." And now we got our answer immediately. So we also checked in with the janitor. All right. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer for the theme is the janitor, but apparently he has also been called the custodian. So uh, that, that bothered me when I, when I was doing more searching and I'm like, wait, half the places call him one, half the places call him the other. It's like a soda versus pop thing. Yeah. So that's, you know, I had to word my question the way I did. All right. So the theme linked answers are Bob Welch, Brian Cox, JD Martinez, Matt Turk, and the janitor. 
So one team has successfully submitted a correct uh, theme guess. So, and that is uh, American Nightmare. But before we talk to them, let's let We Love Dallas Footballs see if they can come up with the correct answer because uh, Satellite Company is not correct. No, it's not, is it? No. No, no. it's not. We sold a lot of Turk um, HD satellites at Best Buy, I'm just saying. A lot of them. They don't work, but... How many electronic stores do you work for? Just two. Well, I work for Circuit City. They're not around anymore. Dell, I worked at a Dell kiosk and then... uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm distracting you. No, that's fine. Yeah. You can distract me all you want. It's, it's, this is up to Scott because um, whatever show this is, I've not seen it. No, you probably have. No, I know I haven't. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should. Okay. Uh, just do you know, can you like describe the show, and then I, I'll just start rattling stuff off. Is it like a cop show? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is a cop show. NYPD Blue. No. Boy Meets World. Oh, oh, God, Jesus Christ. It's Scrubs. Characters on Scrubs. Sure. Again, I've not not seen it, so I don't know. Yes, it's it's characters on Scrubs written by the most famous alumni of my high school, Bill Lawrence. Oh. That's that's why I was stuck in my head. All right. Well, guess what? Both teams are getting the points for the theme American Nightmare gets 100 points because they headed after the third question or during the third question. So, um, yes, these are characters from Scrubs. You had Bob Kelso. You had Perry Cox. You had John J.D. Dorian, Christopher Turk, and Glenn Janitor Matthews. So, yes, those are all. So you've, you have worn Scrubs a lot. Eric, but you've never mm-hmm. seen the show every day yes watch the show it's a funny show i don't bring my work home that's why i haven't watched abbott elementary so See? i get it <laughs> <laughs> okay after the second quarter the scores are we love dallas footballs 225 and the american nightmare a niners chief super bowl is at 300 And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions. Each question is worth 25 points. Be they Trailer or Tavis or Swellsey, we simply cannot avoid the newest celebrity athlete couple. So in honor of them, today's halftime show is all about athletes and their celebrity partners. Question one. John McEnroe has married not one, but two celebrities. The first is the youngest person to ever win an Academy Award. She did so at the age of 10. And the second is the lead singer of the rock band Scandal. She is the warrior. Name either of these women... But if you can name both, you will receive 10 bonus points. All right. We're going to check in, Josh. All right. We Love Dallas Balls has checked in. American Nightmare, you guys can talk it out. So we've got one. I'm almost positive the actress is Tatum O'Neill, who won the Oscar for Paper Moon. 
Oh, it's I, one because it wasn't Anna Paquin younger when she got nominated or something. Yeah, there's been a few people younger nominated. Yeah. Uh, okay. Benjamin Wallace was younger when she got nominated. Gotcha. Um, a couple of people, but yeah, Tatum O'Neill's the youngest to win. I know the Warrior song only from a Family Guy cutaway, a really <laughs> dumb one. Sure, but uh, yeah, I have no idea what the. I don't either. Should we just of scandal is? Yeah, yeah. Should we just? Do you want to try and guess one, or should we just check in? Tatum O'Neill. Yeah, let's just check in Tatum O'Neill and call it. All right, we will check in Tatum O'Neill for the normal amount of points. Okay, and we love Dallas footballs. What do you guys have for an answer or answers? Uh, yeah, I didn't know John McEnroe was married to Tatum O'Neill, but I knew based on youngest to win an Academy Award. Um, and my knowledge of '80s music um, has come through. It rarely helps me ever in life, but this time it has. I'm pretty sure the the uh, lead singer of Scandal is uh, Patti Smith. Well, both teams are getting their main points, and I'm going to be kind, even though Smythe. It it is Patti Smythe. That's how he, that's how he wrote a, it to me. Because there is a Patti Smith rock star. Are they not the same person? They are not the same really? person. Really? No. So yeah. So if you you typed it S M Y T H. I did. I did send him that. I just assumed it was Smith. I'm going to give you those points anyway because you know you're behind, and I know Eric, you need all the help you can get. I do. Um. So yeah. So both teams are getting points, and I will give the bonus points because the correct answers are Tatum O'Neill and Patty Smythe. Um. As Matt said, Tatum O'Neill won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in the 1973 film Paper Moon, and Patty has had two top 10 u.s billboard hot 100 hits uh the warrior reached number seven and her duet with don henley sometimes love just ain't enough reached number two all right let's move on to question number two anna kornikova has been in a relationship with what singer after she has after she had appeared uh in his music video for escape he is obviously her hero we can check in. We love Dallas Balls is checked in, so uh, American Nightmare, you guys can talk it out. Well, he will uh, definitely stand by her forever. <laughs> um, he's a beautiful this... man. No, he's good, good looking guy. They're they're both too hot for it to be like. I bet you it was awkward in bed. They're both too hot. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> Episode title: Awkward in bed. They're too hot. Yep, too too hot to be good in bed. Um, but yeah, this is Enrique Iglesias. All right, and we love Dallas Balls. What did you guys have? Uh, Scott had this immediately, so I'll let him give it. But I just want to say one thing: is I feel I don't know if people feel this way about Hot Tub Hot Tub Time Machine as much as I do. I love that damn movie, and that's every time I hear that song, I think of that at the end. He's like, I love this effing song, and then it just gets, it's the greatest part of a movie. Um, Anyway, Scott, go ahead. Yeah, um, on that segue, uh, also checked in with Enrique Iglesias. Both teams will be getting their points. Correct answer is Enrique Iglesias. Uh, Enrique has had two songs reach number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, but neither were Escape or Hero. Uh, they were Bayamos and Be With You. Bayamos. Yeah, that's a banger. All right, let's move on to question three. 
Our last question in halftime. Six foot six Ukrainian heavyweight boxer Vladimir Klitschko was in a relationship with what American actress who is only five feet tall? And though she is 18 inches shorter than him, she was obviously one of his heroes. That's not spelled right. We can check in. Okay. Uh, we love Dallas footballs. It's checked in. Uh, American Nightmare, you guys can talk it out. Talk about awkward in bed. Right? Cool. <laughs> Wait, what? There's 16 inches between them. <laughs> and they're both, well, not both. I mean, she's all right, but he is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, this is uh, our, Matt Arena. We agreeance on Hayden Panettiere. That she's, yeah, she's a. Yeah, I I remember seeing this. I think when the Klitschko's got back in the news when stuff broke out in Ukraine. That I was like, really? Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I I think yeah, we'll we'll check in. Hayden Panettiere, and we love Dallas. We love Dallas balls. What'd you guys have? Also checked in with Hayden Panettiere. Both teams are getting points because the correct answer is Hayden Panettiere. Uh, Hayden portrayed Coach Yost's daughter, Cheryl, in Remember the Titans when she was 11 years old. That was her, wasn't it, huh? That was her, yes. All right, well, after halftime, we have the following scores. We love Dallas footballs is at 300. And the American Nightmare, a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl, is at 375. And our third quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky 7. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. We love Dallas Falls. You guys will get the first choice of lists. Your three possible lists are uh, list number one, the NFL running backs with the most receiving yards for the 2023 season. List number two is the Major League Baseball players with the highest Hall of Fame voting percentages. And list number three, which I think you guys are all going to fight for, is the NCAA Women's College Basketball Leaders in Points Scored for the 2022-23 season. No, Eric, that's you're not going to be fighting tooth and nail for, for a... The one time I get to pick the first <laughs> list in this, those are the choices. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, an easy first pick for me, Scott. I don't know. I, you, you, you tell me. I don't know. I'm. I mean, really? Okay. Right. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Anyway, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be one of the first two, and then we're going to get stuck with the third one when it loops back around. Yeah, and kicks <laughs> us in the ass. So. Um, well, you don't know that for sure. Just because Eric hates women doesn't mean everyone else hates women. I don't hate them. 
Now we've already covered that, that you hate them. That's, that's, that's canon. You can't go against canon. It's 2024. This is herpes free and, and also very uh, pro women. I believe you have said in, uh, in the quote here, not all questions are men. Um, See? Write that down. All right. We're going uh, running backs, right? Okay. Like that's that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Well, uh, we love Dallas footballs is going to go with list number one, the NFL running backs with the most receiving yards for the 2023 season. So why don't you guys take a few minutes here and come up with your list? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, let's check in. All right. So we love Dallas footballs has checked in with their, they're ready to give their answers for the NFL running backs with the most receiving yards for the 2023 season. So why don't you go ahead and uh, start listing, and I'll let you know if they're there. All right. Uh, Scott, I'll start with the first one, Brees Hall. Brees Hall is was number one with 591 receiving yards. I thought he was about to say not on the list. And I, was I was just going to say, he started like looking window. around like, I'm like, wait a <laughs> no, minute. No, sorry, I, I had to get my, uh, my highlighter on my Ooh, okay. Word app working here. All right, Scott, okay. give give the one you sent. Christian uh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's number two on the list with 564 receiving yards. Rashad White. Rashad White is number three on the list with 549 receiving yards. Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is number four on the list with 487 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is number six on the list with 466 receiving yards. Let's go with uh, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne is number five on the list with 476 receiving yards. One last name on the list. All right. So we have three. We're going to go with one of these things is not like the other. Let's go with, I say we go with, uh, Based okay. on my gam- based on my gambling, I th- I, I'm sure I'm pretty sure. That's that yeah, because the 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 first one there was was heavy yeah. on the run, and, yeah. and the third okay. one was always hurt. You got it. All right, we're gonna go with uh, P. Ryan. Number seven is Samaji. Is it is it really P. Ryan or is it Perine? No, it's, it's P. P. Ryan. It's P. Ryan. I get. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, you guys swept that list so congratulations on that just to let you know um after that we had james cook at number eight with 445 <laughs> austin eckler was ninth antonio <laughs> gibson 10th uh Tajay spears was 11th joe mixon 12th jalen warren 13th and brian robinson jr 14th so oh, wow that rounds out the top 14 mm-hmm. all right American Nightmare, which list are you guys going to go with? The Hall of Fame or the Women's College Basketball? Uh, I think Eric's really excited to do Women's College Basketball, so we'll let him have it, and we'll uh, make the sacrifice and take the MLB one. <laughs> All right. So American Nightmare and Niners Chief Super Bowl will be uh, working up a list for the MLB players with the highest Hall of Fame voting percentages. So why don't you take a few minutes and get your list ready. We are going to check in. 
All right. The American Nightmare has checked in. They are going to start listing off who they believe are the MLB players with the highest Hall of Fame voting percentages. So whenever you're ready, start uh, giving me some names. Okay, we're going to start with Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera, currently the only player ever to receive 100% of the vote in 2019. He's number one on the list. Then we'll go uh, We'll go with Jeter. Derek Jeter is number two on the list. He received 99.74. So what, one guy didn't vote for him? Yeah, as a Boston sports writer. <laughs> an American hero, that one sports writer. <laughs> and uh, next, uh, I I have to take this one. And next, who also missed it by one turd ball of a person who should be caned publicly, George Kenneth Griffey Jr. George Kenneth Griffey Jr. is third on the list with 99.32% of the vote in, in 2016. By the way, Jeter's was in 2020, for those of you who don't remember. Okay, next we're going to go Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan is number five on the list. He received 98.79% of the votes in 1999. People okay. don't want to vote in Nolan Ryan. <laughs> How absurd. <laughs> yeah. the, the, if you have an aversion, if you just have like a moral opposition to first ballot Hall of Famers, just don't have a vote. Like, that yeah, uh, that might have been two people, possibly. That could have possibly been two at 98-something. There could have been two idiots out there. <laughs> He had too many no hitters. It wasn't fair. Did Robin Ventura have a vote that year? Yeah. Did he become yeah, a sports writer? One of them was Ventura's <laughs> dad. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one, I think he went in the same year as Tony Gwynn and got more votes than Tony Gwynn. And so it feels like if you got more votes than Tony Gwynn, you should be in this list. So we went with Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. is number sixth on the list. With 98.53% of the vote in 2007. We weren't sure what to do with the old guys, like the really old guys. And we picked the name that sounded the safest of the old guys. So we said uh, Matt Doherty's favorite player, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, who Matt Doherty enjoyed watching play baseball, is number seven on the list. He uh, was on 98.23% of the ballots in 1936. David watched him in the minor woods. <laughs> true, David coach. True. Matt only saw him at the end of his career. Right. Okay, and then for the last one, um, we have we have a list of uncontroversial white guys. And... <laughs> There's your episode <laughs> title. And uh, Marcus said to pick one of the whites. So, um, let's go with, let's go with Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver, who, yeah, I think you could say is a uncontroversial white guy. His number four on the list, he was on 98.84% of the ballots in 1992. Congratulations, you guys ran the list. 
That was mostly Matt. I'm just gonna come out there and say it. I contributed you... <laughs> one thing. Uh, it was a, it was a one in three shot between other uncontroversial whites, Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton. <laughs> so I picked the right one. You did pick the right one. Um, I just let you know. In the next bunch of names I have, both of those names are on there. And See? yes, once again, those are both <laughs> uncontroversial <laughs> white guys. I think that's going to be the episode title now. I think but that now, passes. But but now Mason's going to have to do actual research. <laughs> who he puts on there? True. All right. So just to let you know, number eight on the list is George Brett. Ooh. Number nine. Speaking Hank of Aaron. uncontroversial white guys. Well, he might be a little controversial. He was kind of a hothead. Um, so number nine, Hank Aaron. Number 10 was mentioned uh, that he didn't have as much as Cal Ripken. That's Tony Gwynn. Randy Johnson is number 11. Number 12, Greg Maddox, another uncontroversial white guy. Uh, number 13, Chipper Jones. 14, Mike Schmidt. 15, Johnny Bench. 16, Steve Carlton. Tied for 17, were Babe Ruth and Honus Wagner. And I went all the way to 19 because Adrian Beltre has the 19th most uh, or 19th highest voting percentage at 95.06%. So Marcus congratulations, Adrian. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I was surprised. Okay. I was like, wait, how is he in the top 20 of all time votes? And well, Hey, he, did you know that he won four Silver Sluggers and he went seven years in between Silver Sluggers from 03 to 10? Guess when he played for my team? Between like 03 or 04 to 09. Bleep this out, he, whoever's about to edit this. F*** Adrian Beltre, okay? Is he not a, a Seattle Mariner? Uh, no. Legend? No. He's the opposite. <laughs> Oh, anything. I think that should be the episode title. Just <laughs> F star. <laughs> Adrian Belcher. And then, and then the graphic is him striking out because he did that a lot in a Mariners uniform. Okay. Well, since uh, both teams have racked up 70 points in each, that means we love Dallas footballs. You guys get to have the first crack at list Ugh. number three, which was, the NCAA Women's College Basketball Leaders in Points Scored for the 2022-23 season. All right. We're going to check in. All right. We love Dallas Balls is checked in. They're about to give me their list for the NCAA Women's College Basketball Leaders in Points Scored for the 2022-23 season. Start your list whenever you're ready, guys. All right. We're going to start off with uh, Maddie Segrist. Maddie Segrist. Out of Villanova is number one on the list. She scored 1,081 points. I grew up in the in the beach town that I grew up in. It's the only reason I know. Um, American sweetheart, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is number two on the list. Out of Iowa, she scored 1,055 points. You want to just go in that order? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, Angel Reese. Angel Reese is number five on the list. Out of LSU, she scored 829 points. All right, and then we're going to go with, uh, I think her first, I, I, I'm spacing the first name, but I know the last name's Morrow, so we'll go with Morrow. 
Anissa Moro out of DePaul score is fourth on the list. She scored 848 points. You want to go with these last two? Yeah, I mean, I don't All know right. who they are, so yes, uh, so I, I'm, I'm done. I'm tapped. Sorry, uh, Aaliyah Boston? You said Aaliyah Boston? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not have anybody by that name in the top ten, so... Okay. Uh, incorrect. So you have received correctly identified one, two, four, and five. So you'll be receiving 40 points. So American Nightmare, you guys can uh, spend a brief bit of time here to see if you can come up with possibly the other three on the list. Uh, well, uh, they they grabbed our list. Except for one. Except for one. So let's go with that. that. I feel great about. Because she joined Angel Reese after she couldn't beat her. Um. Cashmere Washington legend Haley Van Lith. Haley Van Lith is number sixth on the list. Six ah. on the list out of Louisville. She had seven hundred and twenty-nine points scored. She had she had the ultimate green light. She just chuck it. And then I I don't really know after that. That was <laughs> that was my one that they didn't <laughs> that they didn't name. Yeah, I'm um, also tapped out. Yeah, um, okay. uh, pick a name. Uh, I'm trying to think of the top of the WNBA draft, but that doesn't always help either because right. obviously Aaliyah Boston would have been a good name, but uh, okay, that is a person though. I didn't, I didn't make that up. Yeah, that she's is, a, she's that is... number one pick. She went to the Fever Indiana. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, um, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. I, I thought I had a name. A, but lucky, Lucky Jones. Lucky. Smith, yeah, let's go Jones. Lucky. That's a good one. All right, we'll check in with Jones. All right, unfortunately, there is not a Jones in the top seven. So you will be receiving 10 points for Haley Van Lith. So number three on the list out of Drexel is Kishana Washington. Marcus, if you had guessed uh, as a last name, your favorite state, you would have uh, got some extra points. Not that you would have known that. And number seven out of Indiana, Mackenzie Holmes. She scored 692 points. Uh, by the way, uh, Kishana Washington scored 858, so there were only two, well, two who scored over 900, but two who scored over 1,000. Uh, number eight on the list was Ashley Jones. I don't think it's actually Jones, but <laughs> Jones. still wasn't on the list. Um, out of Iowa State, tie, and then tied for ninth is Destiny Wells out of Belmont and Lauren Park Lane out of Seton Hall. So... <laughs> Um, Joe, good job, Joe guys. <laughs> Row ads. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How else would you pronounce J O E N S? Jones. Is, <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's yeah. pronounced P Ryan. <laughs> so you're right. It could be pronounced Janes for all I know, because who knows? Well, after the third quarter, we have the following scores. And I was corrected that I gave the bonus points but forgot to put it into my spreadsheet so we love dallas football this actually has 10 more points uh from the last couple of quarters and we uh have a score of we love dallas footballs has 420 and the american nightmare and niners Chiefs super bowl has 455 and that brings us to the fourth quarter The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up, 
This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The following Scrubs quotes are the categories for today. Question one. If the next two words out of your mouth aren't see ya, then the third will be, oh my God, my crotch, you punched me in the crotch, in reference to the NBA. Question two, do you see what you get, Carla? Do you see what you get when you mess with the warrior? In reference to professional wrestling. Question three, nobody cares, Sean in reference to the NFL, and question four, in reference to golf. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchWarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the category of, if the next two words out of your, out of your mouth aren't see ya, then the third will be, Oh my God, my crotch, you punched me in the crotch. Dylan Brooks continued his villainous ways in his first preseason game with the Rockets when he punched Daniel Tice in the crotch, uh, which resulted in an ejection and a $25,000 fine. What two all-star starters did Brooks punch in the crotch during the 2022-23 season? Okay, uh, we're going to check in. <laughs> okay. Uh, the American Nightmare is checked in, so we love Dallas footballs. You guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. Um, so, Scott, we got LeBron. That's definite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know uh, Mr. Brooks had an altercation with uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know what he did to him. I know they got in a fight uh, and there's been like beef between the two. I'm assuming maybe he took a, a, a shot to the pills. Um, so I have nothing else. I know he's an all-star starter. So go with that. all right, let's go with uh, LeBron James and Donovan Mitchell for 100 points. Okay. And American nightmare. What did you guys have? Yeah, LeBron was instant. Remember everybody freaking out about it. You can see him crumpled on the floor, much like any possession that the Lakers ever have. Um, but uh, yeah, we then we weren't quite sure. We we rem- we thought that we would like to see him try and dick punch like Joel Embiid or Jokic because his brothers would make him disappear if he did that. Um, and then Matt just threw out some names and he threw out Booker and Mitchell and. I said, actually, now that you say Donovan Mitchell, I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember them like in a big tussle. So uh, we have also checked in with uh, LeBron and Donovan Mitchell for 100 points. Okay, both teams will be getting their points. Uh, The correct answers are Donovan Mitchell and LeBron James. 
Dylan was ejected and suspended for one game without pay for the Mitchell punch and the ensuing scuffle. And he was ejected for the LeBron punch. So LeBron uh, James. So uh, well, well done. Both teams uh, earned their hundred points in that. All right. Uh, question two. In the category, uh, in the category of, do you see what you get, Carla? Do you see what you get when you mess with the Warrior? The Ultimate Warrior won his only WWF championship when he defeated Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six. Less than a year later, at the Royal Rumble, the Warrior lost the WWF championship title to what wrestler who had turned heel as a traitor to America? We can check in. Sorry, Scott. You're you're good. All right, uh, we love Dallas Balls has checked in. So, American Nightmare, you guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just tales all this time. How do we get some cheap heat? We got to turn them against America. It's, <laughs> it's the easiest. It's the oldest trick in wrestling. Let's uh, have somebody who's not from this country, or in that case, Sergeant Slaughter, who was, you know, Let's let's turn in, but yes, uh, I'm I'm in agreement on that. <laughs> yeah, so we and and the the other part was it was nice that there was there was an actual war on that they could you know they could tie it to that actual helps. people dying, you know as a as as a way to increase the increase the gate because you know WWE is classy, but yeah we we are checking in with uh, Sergeant Slaughter for a hundred points. Yay. And we love Dallas footballs. What'd you guys have for an answer and wager? Yeah, this was my heyday of wrestling, like when I was actually into it 1000%. Um, and it's Sergeant Slaughter. All right, both teams are getting their points. Correct answer is Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter would go on to lose the WWF Championship title to Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 7, 64 days later. So. Yeah, pretty controversial that during yeah. during a Middle East war to have Sergeant Slaughter uh, turn heel and be anti-American. So wave um, wave the Iraqi flag around the the, the ring. It was just yeah, and uh, and he took on the camel clutch as his finishing move during that time. And... Yeah, uh, maybe not as bad uh, as Muhammad Hassan, which uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the Muhammad Hassan character after. Uh, 9-11 was uh that was not that was great rough. but i mean but, uh, res- wrestling doesn't always keep it classy well uh, let's be clear vince mcmahon vince oh, sorry vince, vince mcmahon you're right because it was vince mcmahon who went to i can't remember remus is his last name remus the sergeant yeah. slaughter yeah. He, oh, yeah. he went to him and is like i need a heel so you're gonna turn heel and be anti-american he's like oof duh yeah, apparently he he's done worse, but uh, allegedly, excuse me, allegedly, just not a great guy. Let's just no, leave it at that. No, no, not he, great. He he certainly does not fit the uncontroversial white guy. No, uh, label. no, no. He's just very we'll controversial, and with all that spray tan, he's not very white. <laughs> Fair. He's he's a little orange. But anyway, let's move on to question three in the category of. Nobody cares, Sean. Sean Payton played briefly in the NFL as a replacement backup quarterback during the 1987 strike. What NFC Central team who would go on to win the division that season did Sean play for? 
Let's go with yeah, it. All right. Sure. All right, we'll check in. Okay, we love Dallas Balls has checked in. Uh Niners Chief Super Bowl. You guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. Uh the best I can do is just to name a an NFC Central team. Yeah, um I didn't watch that terrible movie with Kevin James. Maybe they touched on it in that. I don't know. But it's just from <clears throat> I mean, how many times can you listen to a broadcast and hear certain things about somebody and then they kind of stick in your head? I think it's the Bears. That's um, an NFC Central team. It is so. an NFC Central team. And yeah, it's just something that I mean, that's insane though to claim that that's your I was an NFL quarterback <laughs> during right. this specific time where you're a replacement player. Yeah. I I played in the NFL. Don't I look did. In, don't look into it. Just <laughs> yeah, just I played. Don't in look into it. Trust me, bro. Trust, yeah, trust me. Don't yeah, Google think, it. Just trust me. Yeah. I'm going Okay, so we'll check in with the Chicago Bears for 100 points. Okay, and we love Dallas footballs. What did you guys have for an answer and a wager? Um, yeah, I came across this actually recently, uh, and I noticed that he has like the worst stat line I've ever seen, um, <laughs> for, for actually playing in the league. And it's, it, it's, 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 it's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, he played for the bears. For how many points? 100. Sorry. Both teams are getting their points. Correct answer is the Chicago bears. He was a spare bear. Uh, the Bears won the NFC Central five consecutive years from 1984 to 1988. And does it surprise any of us that Sean Payton was a scab? Not one bit. Nope. Not even a little. Makes sense. And yeah, that's that line. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, he was the backup, but he, he threw some passes and didn't complete it's, very many. Yeah, it's, it's, No touchdowns, it's... one INT. Everyone listening, go Google sean payton nfl quarterback stat line so that becomes the top of God, I just go to wiki you don't even have to yeah just it's it's pretty bad i wonder, I wonder if there's video on youtube all right now i want to look it up real quick hold on give me a second <laughs> sean payton nfl i bet you there is there has You'd be to surprised at the sh- the shockingly minute that people put together on youtube like <laughs> It's Have got yakety internet, sacks in the this background. Internet trend where people go, F it, so and so highlights. All right. Here's <laughs> here's his stat line in the three games while being a scab backup quarterback. He was eight for twenty-three, so that's thirty-four point eight percent passing percentage for seventy-nine yards, no touchdowns and one INT with a passer rating of twenty-seven point three. Yeah. <laughs> Any anytime he if I was Russell Wilson, anytime he raised his voice to me, I'd be like, hey, what about this? I'd just hold it. I'd have it like blown up on a piece of paper. Oh, my God. Like, what was that? That's that's one of those big play cards on the sideline. Except yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just Sean Payton's stat, stat line from football reference. There's, there oh. is a video. There is a video. And it, the name of it is Sean Payton trying to play quarterback for the spare bears. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's Good awesome. Times. God bless you, whoever did that. <laughs> All right, let's get back to our last question of the game. All right, question four in the category of Eagle. What golfer, whose only two major wins have come at the PGA Championship in 2017 and 2022, 
has the most Eagles on the PGA Tour since 2012. We will check in. Hey, American Nightmare and Niners Chief Super Bowl is checked in. So we love Dallas football. So you guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. 21. Maybe it was 20. They, well, they, they moved the PGA to the summer, right? Um, The champion. Well, I, they flipped them because now the British is the last. Okay. So I yeah, want to say if maybe maybe after COVID, yeah, because then be July of twenty one. If that was July of twenty one, if I'm connecting these dots correctly say, in my head, no, I want to say they're earlier now, aren't they? Is the PGA in May now? Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Okay, so that. So last year was. Is that was that Kepka? No, but Kepka's it's only two major ones. Kepka's won the Open, the U.S. Open. No, but he just won another one. I want to say he won the the PGA last year. Right, but it says his only two major wins. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, sorry. So that sorry. Won't, that won't I'm not work. paying. I'm not paying attention to the question. You anymore. don't read. You don't read questions. So. I read them. I just stop paying attention because the one that happened last year was actually down like an hour away from me. That's why I, yep. I happened to know um, where I was doing. I, I, so the year before that would have been the one we're looking for, and I think that was the playoff year, and that was Thomas and. Zalatoris and, and Zalatoris like you said, he, he has not won two majors. So that would, he was like 14 years old in 2017. So there you go. So, so yeah, we can go with Justin Thomas. All right. I will go Justin Thomas for a hundred points. Okay. And American nightmare. what do you guys have for an answer and a wager? So I happen to be writing some PGA championship content the other day so i had looked at this list recently and i was trying to remember the recent winners i had it down to justin thomas or colin morikawa and i don't think morikawa's won two so we also checked in with justin thomas for 66 points both teams will be getting their points Correct answer is Justin Thomas. Uh, Justin has 124 Eagles in 210 PGA events since 2012, followed by Dustin Johnson with 115 Eagles in 255 events, and Hideki Matsuyama with 112 Eagles in 235 events. Thomas hasn't finished better than fourth at any of the other three major tournaments. All right. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. We love Dallas football, or is it football, uh, with a respectable 820, finishes with a respectable 820 points, and our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the not-so-coveted Sean Payton Award with 821 points, is the American Nightmare, a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh, hang that one up where you can proudly display it for everyone to see, please.
your that one's going that one's going in the guest bathroom. <laughs> Scott, that was close. Almost got yeah. you a win there, but uh you have anything that you'd like to say before we call it a night? No, that was uh that was fun. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for knowing three of the seven WNBA legends. Um no. <laughs> so no, it was that was fun, um, as always. So thanks. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for being a Patreon supporter. We appreciate that. We appreciate all of our patrons and listeners. So uh thanks. So on behalf of Eric, Matt, Marcus, myself, and the rest of the Benchwarmers, we'd like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. One of our uh, one of the nicknames we have for my cat is LeBron James because she's a rag doll. So when you like push her even a little bit, she just falls over. <laughs> you call That's that awesome. Josh Allen too? So right. <laughs>